I, I'm telling you, you are the John Tesh of playing recorder. So John Tesh? Did he look like Frankenstein? Yeah, the guy that was on Entertainment Tonight. Yeah, that guy. <laughs> yeah, you're the John Tesh of playing the recorder. Oh, dude, thank you. You're welcome. Yeah, last week it was Johnny. This week is John Tesh, dude. Yep, and next week is going to be the Hoff. Ladies and gentlemen, my name is Scott. Hey, yo. Is that his younger brother? It's going to be Jeff. The cream rise to the top. Oh, yeah. And you're listening to all of the great action figures from our good friends at Hasbro. The fully postable. Have your own WrestleMania with all your favorite figures. Wrestling figure. Made so separately from LJN. Podcast. And we are the Mount Rushmore of professional <laughs> wrestling. Hey, welcome to episode 352 of the Fully Posable Wrestling Figure Podcast. Longest running episodic wrestling figure podcast going today. My name is Jeff and sitting alongside next to me is my real life brother, not storyline brother, Scott. Scott, say hello. Hello. Scott, how are you doing, man? Are you surviving okay? I mean, you just got back from New Orleans. Liver took a pound in. It did. Everything good? Everything's good, man. I already miss it. I missed it the day we had to leave. As soon as we like got on the airplane, I already missed Nola. I love that place. I'm kind of already looking for homes there. <laughs> Are you really? Surrounding areas. Yeah, I'm just getting an idea of what's there. And I know the climate isn't the best. It's very humid there. They've got hurricanes and floods and all sorts of crazy stuff. But I mean, nowhere's perfect. You know, California's great, but... I'm starting to look, man, and the more I was in NOLA and the surrounding areas, we went into Mississippi really quick, uh, we kind of hit the outskirts of New Orleans, and man, it, it was just so awesome there. I just, I love that town, the people, the vibe, the atmosphere, everything about it is just, I don't know, man, it speaks to me. I love that place, and I always say like, oh, it's my favorite vacation place, but I don't know, maybe one of these days it'll turn into something, something more, we'll see, but Dude, I love NOLA. We had a blast. Shannon had an awesome 40th birthday there. Uh, Eddie and Carissa went with us. We had a blast with them. We stayed in an Airbnb off of Iberville. And basically, Iberville, we were two blocks away from Bourbon. So we walked out of our, our room. We were kind of a loft. We were above a bar. Walk downstairs, walk out the door, go to your left, and two blocks over is Bourbon Street. Like the Hard Rock, where Brandon and I started our night the infamous night of 2018, where I, I apparently embarrassed myself. Uh, <laughs> you walk down two blocks, Hard Rock's right there. That is the very tip of Bourbon Street. So prime location. It was great. Our room had a balcony, and there was a bar right downstairs with the best bar food I've ever had, the best pizza in New Orleans, the Ghost Bar. If you're there, give it a, give it a look, man. It's awesome. Uh, and I was telling you, Jeff, our favorite bar there used to be the Alibi. That has been replaced by the Ghost Bar. And my favorite place to eat there for a nice dinner was Oceana. That has been replaced by Dini's. So replaced two of my spots there on this trip and just had a, I don't want to go too much into it, but we had a blast. So much fun. And uh, man, if you ever have the chance to go to NOLA, jump on it. It is so worth it. So SmackDown was in town. You went to SmackDown. Yeah, we did. We went to SmackDown on Friday night. Did you see any wrestlers walking around? <laughs> no. And it was funny, too, because we thought for sure Shotzi was going to be at the Dungeon, which is this heavy metal bar that we actually closed down three of our nights there. Uh, <laughs> they're open until 3 a.m. We closed that place down. We thought for sure that uh, Shotzi was going to be there. But Eddie was looking at their schedule the next day, and they had to be in, like, Arizona or something. And there was no way they were hitting a bar afterwards because they had to get on an early flight. So, no, did not see any wrestlers. But we did go to the dungeon just on the off chance, but Shotzi was not there. Ah, got it. Man, they had to catch a flight to Arizona? Uh, New Mexico or Arizona, something like that. But they had to be on an early flight the next morning. Unless they were driving, but it was a long drive from New Orleans. But a uh, good show. It's kind of interesting to see what's going on with Bray Wyatt. I don't really know what they're doing with the character, but that's kind of the fun of it. We don't need all the answers right away. So uh, yeah, it was a good show. A lot of fun. If anybody would like to get any of our shirts, head on over to Pro Wrestling Tees or whatamaneuver.net. You guys know where to follow us on the social medias over at Twitter, YouTube, Snapchat, and the Book of Faces, and IG as well. You can also go back and listen to any of our shows. You know where to do that. Just do a Google search. 
Also, just hit up Podbean. If you want to send us any audio questions, questions, or anything else at all, send it on over at fullyposablewfp at gmail.com. All right, Scott, did you do any international toy spotting? No, surprisingly, not one bit. Uh, every day was full. It was really neat the way that we did it is Shannon got with Carissa and basically mapped out everything she wanted to do there, all the bars she wanted to hit, all the drinks she wanted to try, all of – because Shannon's way big into the paranormal – so she basically mapped out like all of the paranormal activity, not paranormal, all of the activities she wanted to do that involved the paranormal. Shannon didn't want to do paranormal activities, you see. So they mapped all this stuff out, all the places she wanted to eat. And then Carissa made an itinerary for us every day. So we always had something going on and we almost did hit a Walmart. It was kind of on the agenda, but we ended up rerouting and going somewhere else. But I, I was going to have a toy spotting story, but we ditched the Walmart plans. So no, no toy, no toy spotting at all in NOLA. No international toy spotting to report. Ah, all right. Well, I'm going to be in Denver next week, so I'm going to have plenty of international toy spotting. Oh, perfect. Yeah, we actually had a layover in Denver on the way to NOLA. We were there for like two hours. I'm sorry. Well, apparently the Denver airport is haunted. Like I said, Shannon's into the paranormal stuff. So we kind of walked around the airport a little bit. There were some cool things to see. Kind of a cool spot. And then we had Bloody Mary's. Good way to kill two hours. I have been in that airport many, many of times. Been at my job for almost 14 years. So, uh, Oh, yeah. geez. Yeah, you have been there a few times. I've been there more than my fair share. Anyways. <laughs> <laughs> so I got my Amazon Prime stuff in, and I cracked open the box, and they just basically packed everything that I ordered from Amazon Prime Day into this one box. <laughs> so no packing materials needed? No packing materials needed. However, <laughs> you know what else was in there? What? My Goldberg Ultimate that oh. they canceled. So I just went back and pre-ordered and then they threw it in with, I guess, with my Amazon Prime shipment. Oh, nice. So I'm like, oh, great. This is going to be crushed. Luckily, it was not. However, I did get in that Hogan with the fist helmet as well on the... Oh, yeah. That was packed in there. I've got to say, dude, that's probably one of my favorite Hogans. All right. I've got to get it. I was on the fence on it, dude. I was like, yes, I want it. And then I was like... I have so many Hogan's already, but now you're vouching for it. So I'm going to have to get it. So to me, it looks like it's a bigger scale Hogan. Bigger scale? Yeah. He looks bigger to me. And I don't know if that's the packaging or what it is, but he looks bigger, like a bigger scale. And I can't explain it. Like to me in the ultimate edition where he has that 3 a.m. 7-Eleven hot dog tan going on. <laughs> yes. He looks normal, but it, with this figure, I don't know what it is. He looks bigger, and I don't know if he's presented closer to the packaging. I don't know. Anyways. Interesting. I, I, I'd i like for you to like put them side by side with other Hogans that are out there. Uh-huh. Just to see like what the difference is. So like put him next to his Defining Moment, the Ultimate Edition, you know, maybe one of his other elites. Like just put them side by side and see where that difference is, because that's interesting. Yeah. Although I will say the thing is beautiful. I do love that figure so much. That's awesome. I really do, man. It's so good. The license plate, the the helmet, everything about that figure is just awesome. It may crack the top 10. Oh, very nice. Aren't we expanding that? I know we talked about that last year. Yes, we are. We are expanding it to uh, the top 11. <sighs> At least you haven't gotten out that damn flute yet. Give it time. <laughs> Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert, this thing is going to hit the show this week. I need a drink. <laughs> Another one? I need a coping drink. Didn't you didn't you want to name this thing, by the way? I did. Um so my idea was Rick Order. <laughs> because it's a recorder. So his name is Rick Order. But I don't so, know how, what your feelings are on putting your mouth on Rick Order. It's you know. Yeah, it wouldn't be the first time I put my mouth on Rick Order. <laughs> <laughs> that was a that was a hell of a night back in april <laughs> you were young you needed the money but you wanted to name it like xavier woods did with francesca yes yeah so, so we're gonna want... kind of borrow from the new day gimmick <laughs> that's new day's rock new yeah, days I got new that. days that's plural <laughs> and there it is and there it is i told you it was gonna come out in the show you Anyways. <laughs> oh, wow. Look at you going double gimmick on me. Dude, that's all the that's all the props I got. I don't know what else to do after this. <laughs> Howard Stern has the whack pack. You have like the whack pack of props. 
I know, dude. The only thing the only thing else I can do is make fun of the um uh the uh keyboard warriors. Dear Steve Ozer. <laughs> you know, stuff like that. That's the only thing else I can do. There's, oh, you uh, do have the, the papers that come through when the Steve Ozer papers, when somebody asks a question? Yes, that's only when Steve has something to chime in with. Got it. Yeah, you, you just have all the bag of tricks on your side, dude. Dude, I, I feel like Carrot Top of podcasts, you know? <laughs> You're like Fred on the Howard Stern Show playing all the sound effects. I wish I had a sound effect board. That'd be awesome. I know. I know my uh, my Zoom over here has it, but I don't know how to use this thing. It's got too many gadgets on it. <laughs> too many buttons. I'm too old to figure this out. I know. I've had it for two years. I think I'll figure it out one of these days. <laughs> Doubt it. All right, Scott. We got some news. What do you say we jump into it? Let's talk about it. Oh, you gonna learn today. Scott, starting off the news, we got a little bit of Hasbro talk. This is per Yahoo, financeyahoo.com. Hasbro Incorporated missed quarterly profit estimates on Tuesday as the company moved to raise prices to offset surging commodity costs, lead inflation, weary customers to buy fewer toys and games. While toys have typically held up better than other discretionary categories during economic downturns, Hasbro warned earlier this month that demand was starting to slip ahead of the holiday season due to stubbornly high inflation and cut its annual sales forecast. Well, I'm also kind of seeing that Hasbro has raised Marvel Legend figures, what, $8 in the past two years? Yeah. Yeah, G.I. Joe figures are up to like $25.99 now too. Yeah, exactly. So... I don't know. Maybe you guys need to bring the prices down. I understand that the inflation is going on and it's affecting every toy manufacturer right now. But I mean, when Marvel Legends are what, $27.99, $28.99, whatever they are. Yeah. And as you said, GR Joes are $25.99. Yep. Or you could pick up a Mattel Elite for $22.99 or a Jazzwares for $21.99. I think Hasbro could probably cut some of their prices down and get a little bit more from the customers to help with profit. Well, yeah, and I'm sure Hasbro's seeing it too, where people that used to be completionists now are just pickers and choosers. You know, they're not getting entire series anymore. They're just picking and choosing the names that they want. So yeah, of course, that's going to affect things too. Higher prices, inflation. Um, let's not forget to mention the crappy new packaging too. <laughs> I'm sure that's hurting them a little bit. People aren't crazy about that. But yeah, it just, it, it kind of sucks all around with the inflation because now, and we've talked about it many times on the show, you know, do you want to tank a gas or do you want to figure? That's kind of what it comes down to at certain points. Not everybody has the unlimited budget to buy everything they want. And sometimes it just comes down to, to basics like that. And it sucks, but Hasbro's definitely seeing it. Promotions and entertainment field demand have become increasingly important and will be key in the quarters ahead. Chief Executive Officer Christian Cox <laughs> One more time, Jeff. What was Christian's last name? It's 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 Christian Cox, and it's actually spelled C O C K S. It's not that C O X version. It's C O C K S. Wow, that family was working full blue. <laughs> Said on post earnings call, adding that Amazon's recent Prime Day saw Hasbro sales volume rise in mid double digits from a year earlier. The company expects fourth quarter revenues growth to be flat on constant current basis, driven by key brands such as Peppa Pig, My Little Pony, and Marvel's Black Panther. Analysis were expecting a near 2% decline. There are still indications of fairly strong demand for toys, Linda Bolton-Weiser, analysis at DA Davidson said. Still, Hasbro saw its net revenue fall 15% to $1.68 billion. Oh, gee, that's it? Man, that sucks for them. In the third quarter, ended September 25th, partly dented by a stronger dollar. The Transformers toys maker reported a 28% fall in adjust net earnings to $196.2 million, or $1.42 per share, while analysis had expected the company to earn $1.52 per share, according to Refinitiv, IBES. Oh, man. The ir irritable bowel syndrome place? <laughs> Yes, Jeff. <laughs> Very good. Man, I like how they're now in the game of like just <laughs> figuring out numbers and shit. Awesome. <laughs> if they had me pegged it over under of two and a half dumps per day. You said had me pegged. Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> God damn it. What was Christian's last name again? <laughs> <laughs> what was that one night in April with Rick Order? <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> I swear, I'm gonna get better at this thing. I swear, I'm gonna I'm gonna learn the trooper next week. <laughs> oh good, oh good. Dude, why am I not on a tour with these guys opening for him? I, I'm telling you, you are the John Tesh of playing recorder. So John Tesh? Do you look like Frankenstein? Yeah, the guy that was on Entertainment Tonight. Yeah, that guy. <laughs> yeah, you're the John Tesh of playing the recorder. Oh, dude, thank you. You're welcome. Yeah, last week it was Johnny. This week is John Tesh, dude. Yep, and next week is going to be the Hoff. So I'm hoping this kind of shows Hasbro, hey, kind of cut back on some prices and stuff like that, because I feel bad for a lot of the Marvel Legends collectors. It's not going to happen, dude. There's no (laughs) way prices are going down from Hasbro. Yeah. Because remember, what Hasbro does, Mattel does, and vice versa, neither of them are trending downwards. There's no way they're going to drop prices. It's going to turn into that game where as collectors, we just wait it out and hope that what we want goes on clearance. All right, let's move over to Powertown. This is an FYI to everyone. Powertown's last day to get pre-orders in for Series 1 is Halloween, October 31st. So make sure you get your pre-orders in if you were on the fence of those. Yeah, if you're on the fence, make your decision one way or the other because after Halloween, those things are gone. And we all know what happens once they're gone. Values are only going up. Yep. You got your pre-orders in, right? Yep. Yep, I don't okay. want to be the guy that tattoos regerts on my chest because I missed out on the Power Town guys. All right, let's move over to Rush Collectibles. They showed off their Sign Guy Dudley ECW figure. The rendering had a sign that says, You are trash. Who had that on their 2022 board? <laughs> We've gotten so many names this year, just been like, What? That's amazing. I know, dude. I know. Sign Guy Dudley, of all people, is getting a figure. But that's awesome because that goes back. That's like a deep dive into ECW. Oh, so for all sure. The, all the hardcore ECW fans that just want to collect ECW figures. There you go. Oh, yeah. No, that's awesome, dude. So anybody that has those old Dudley boys from the OSFTM line, here you go. Now you got a sign guy to go right next to him. Yep. What are the odds that we get a big dick Dudley? Dude, I think that's just right around the corner. I mean, because they've had... Uh, Bill Alfonso, they've had Sign Guy Dudley, C.W. Anderson. You know, the names are just coming out from ECW. So I wouldn't be shocked if uh, B.D. Dudley is right around the corner. And give us a spike, too. Let's get the whole damn Dudley family involved. Exactly. All right, now it's time to move over to Mattel. This past week, they had a video with Sam Roberts, Johnny Gargano, and the APA. Scott watched it. I didn't know it had come out. So, uh, Scott, I'm going to turn it over to you, starting with the news on Hogan and Funk. Well, they showed off Elite 98. Uh, the Mandy Rose is amazing. They, oh man. Mattel really just, sometimes they make a figure and you're like, holy crap, that's amazing. And they did it a lot at San Diego Comic-Con this year. The Mandy Rose is no exception. That figure is outstanding. They also showed off Legend 16, which are currently at retail. You can pick those up now. Uh, But the big news, as you mentioned, Jeff, is the Hogan and Funk 2-pack, the Coliseum video collection. The big news coming out of that was the on-sale date. That's what we all want to know. They go on sale November 11th. So that would be, what, two Fridays from when we drop this episode? Um, Okay, wait. So we're dropping this episode. Wait, tomorrow's the 21st. Next Friday will be the 26th. The Friday after that... Yeah, something like that. It's like three, four, two or five, three, three, five, five, four. It's in a month. Okay, November eleventh, in whatever how many Fridays <laughs> that is from when the show drops at noon Eastern, nine a.m. Pacific. They go on sale at MattelCreations.com. Jump on early. We all know what happened with the Zeus and Hogan. Do not miss out on this one. They showed it off actually. Sam Roberts and Johnny Gargano and uh, Farouk or Ron Simmons, who was their in studio guest. Got to actually open these things up, check them out. JBL was on a remote call with them, so he did not get to handle the figures. But these things look amazing. The big the big news that I got out of this as an MOC collector is when you open up the box, each figure obviously is on their own card, but it's done in such a way that you can slide the cardboard off the back and take the figure out of the plastic packaging. So you're not actually like ripping a figure off the card here. It's, it's made to take apart 
so that once you're done kind of displaying it or looking at it, you're going to put it right back in the package, put the sleeve back on the back, the cardboard sleeve down the back, and you're good to go. So that is great news. You don't have to, to destroy any packaging if you want to check these things out out of the box. Obviously, you've all seen the artwork on the box. It's incredible. One side is Hogan. The other is Terry Funk. Uh, the interesting thing to point out, too, is that the accessories come in their own little box for Terry Funk. So his he comes with two extra heads, extra set of hands, his branding iron. That all comes in its own little box, which is kind of neat. And one thing that Johnny Gargano got super excited about when they took the Terry Funk out of the package, Terry Funk has toe articulation, which is interesting. So there you go. That's the news on the Hogan and Funk 2-pack. Jump on early. I'm wishing you all the best in trying to get those because I know there are a lot of broken hearts with the Zeus and Hogan, but hopefully the Fig Life can help each other out. Make sure everybody gets a set. Well, well done. Well done, dude. Thank you. All right. We do have one thing from the Wrestling Figs message boards. This comes in from Fighter Hayabusa. That's pretty cool. Oh, nice. Uh, is that the one that did the back brain kick? I think it is. Uh, he had the black trunks. Yeah, I thought he did the back brain kick. Barrel chested that dude? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think he did. Yeah, I think it was him that did the back brain kick. I think it was. I could be wrong, but I think it was him. God, I love pro wrestling on the NES. It was so good. Remember when we got that Max Turbo controller and you could hella cheat and basically win all your matches? Yes. Because you could turbo punch and just keep knocking the guy down. <laughs> that was awesome. Or if I was the piranha guy, I'd just keep chomping on his head. You sound like Chris Farley. That was cool. That was cool. Hey, remember when we had the controller? <laughs> Fighter Hey Abusa says, I know the standard answer is going to be something along the lines of, quote, now that he's back, any of his looks are possible, end quote. But what are the, the likely chances we see either Muscle Man Bray or Firefly Funhouse match NWO Bray? Oh, I hear Steve Papers. Steve said, insert generic answer here. Fighter Hayabusa responds, were there any unannounced figures in some point of the production process that had to be scrapped that could potentially be fast-tracked and inserted in an upcoming lineup? Steve said nothing tooled, which is what would help with expediting things here. Ah, so basically what he's saying is it's going to be a minute before we see any Brave figures hit the shelves. Oh, it'll be a couple minutes, yeah. Yeah. I mean, they. St I'm sure they still have the body parts and you know, stuff like that, but they're probably going to want to, they're not going to rush this one. Now that he's back, they're not going to rush it right away. I think they're going to find the right thing and then, then get it out. Yeah. Most likely could, because his first fiend figure was an elite, correct? And then he had a few basics. He had a few ultimate additions. Yeah. So I could see them going the same route again, make his first one be an elite or, you know, it'll be really cool. Like once we see kind of like how this all plays out, because obviously there's going to be other masks involved. There's all sorts of stuff going on. Like a super ultimate edition Bray Wyatt with like the new mask and the Fiend and Firefly Funhouse Bray. Like they could do some sick ultimate edition. Maybe for next year's San Diego Comic-Con. Maybe sooner. Possibly. Oh, okay. We'll see. We'll I mean, see. fingers crossed that would be amazing. Apparently you have some inside information you're not sharing with the group, Jeff. No, I don't. I have zero. <laughs> I just stand over here and play shitty flute all day. Yeah. Suddenly papers are flying in. Steve says, Jeff knows dick. <laughs> I just bring Rick Order with me everywhere. <laughs> Rick Order is on the case. <laughs> uh, so that rounds out the news. We have got to jump into WWE Elite Series 60. Are you ready, Scott? I can't wait. Let's do it. Before we get into WWE Elite Series 60, we want you guys to head on over to WrestlingFigureDatabase.com. Over there, you can find almost every wrestling figure ever made over at WrestlingFigureDatabase.com. But this week, we want you to go use that magnifying glass up in the upper right-hand corner. Do a search for WWE Elite Series 60 and follow along as Scott reads off this list. So again, head on over to WrestlingFigureDatabase.com. Come. All right. I've been excited about this one, Scott. Because? One figure specifically. I see. I'm going to try to guess it. When I'm done reading off the list, I'm going to try to guess which figure that is. All right. Go for it. Yes, sir. WWE Mattel Elite Series 60 consisted of Elias. 
He was in his black jeans, came with a guitar and scarf accessory. Giant machine. This was your, uh, as Brandon Hova called him, floating head Andre. <laughs> so in the package, he was giant machine. So he had the machine mask on, black cloth, removable singlet. Then, if you wanted to change him into Andre the Giant, underneath the removable singlet, he was wearing yellow trunks, which did not go well with the black boots that the figure had. But you take off the machine mask, and you can put on, or take off the machine head, I should say, machine head, and put on the floating Andre head, and you had a very badly mismatched yellow and black Andre the Giant. Next up, John Cena, packaged with an orange soft goods shirt, dog tags, and an orange and blue hat accessory. Kofi Kingston, and let's get into his tag team partner, Xavier Woods, both had matching American outfits, both had a vest accessory, and Xavier came with, not recorder, Francesca. You said get into his tag team partner. I did. (laughs) (laughs) And last, but certainly not least, thank you for that, Jeff. Triple H. Came with a sledgehammer accessory and an entrance vest accessory. And that rounds out Mattel WWE Elite Series 60. All right. Can you guess which figure I was excited about? Triple H. Uh, No, it was the Giant Machine. Giant Machine. That was my next guess. Yes, that is the figure I was most excited about because that was just... We never had a Giant Machine. And what I love is they made the assumption that the Giant Machine was Andre. So they just threw in a random Andre head. Yeah, I mean, it's a good guess, but it was never confirmed. No, exactly. So just like they say Axe played one of the uh, smaller machines, that's not confirmed. We don't know. People are behind masks. We can't tell. Like Mr. America. People want to assume it was Hogan. We don't know that. Thank you. Thank you. We don't know that. Was Yellow Dog Dusty Rhodes? I mean, you can think that it was, but until I have confirmation, nope, I'm not believing it. Thank you. Thank you. So, yeah, anyways, I was excited about the giant machine figure. And that was also the first time we had gotten a giant machine figure. We'd seen so many customs of a machine figure or a giant machine figure that to actually get one that was in proper scale, it actually was awesome, man. And I thought it was kind of a deep dive to throw the yellow trunks on. So it's like you got best of two worlds. You got the giant machine and then you got WrestleMania 2 Andre. So it's like you got two figures in one nitpicky though Andre at Wrestlemania 2 was yellow trunks yellow boots a lot of people had that issue but you gotta kinda live with it man yeah you roll with it because you're getting a great figure in the machine and like you said really the only other machine figure we have gotten was the Hogan in the Classic Superstars right that came with a removable mask correct because Classic Superstars didn't do any other machines right no it was just that one Hogan that was kind of a nod to the machines because they included the mask and then that was that because there was a Hogan machine at one point. But you know, I'm curious if LJN ever had designs or plans to do machines. Because that would have been around 86. We're talking pre-WrestleMania 3. Yeah. So I'm wondering, did WWE know, or WWF at the time, know that the machines were going to be kind of a short-lived thing? They weren't going to be put over huge. They were, they were more of a temporary, like a transition from um, face Andre to what would be heel Andre. And that's why maybe never there were designs or or were there designs on making machines figures? I don't think so. I don't think they were around long enough. Yeah, that's what I'm like. Given the short lifespan that were the machines, did WWF know that? And we're just like, yeah, we're not making figures of these guys. Or did the fans just not take to it and they fizzled out? Did LJN ever have discussions? I'm, I'm just curious because I mean, granted, we, we did talk about it's a short lifespan that doesn't exactly bode well for getting action figures in the future, right? And that's kind of held true for the machines. Here's one example. The Hogan and the Classic Superstars line is another. But that's it for the machines. So, short look, short-lived gimmick, but remembered by everybody who was watching wrestling during that era. Uh, What was your favorite figure in this one, Scott? Probably Elias. Really? Yeah, I love that Elias figure. It's so good. Man, I thought you would have said machines as well. No, it, it's the black boots. <laughs> I mean, I hate to be a nitpick, but that that Elias figure, if Andre had the yellow boots, I think, but it's hard, right? You'd have to have like, what, interchangeable feet? Yeah. I don't think that's been done yet. So they had to make the sacrifice somewhere. I guess boots is the way to go. But I mean, if I have to nitpick, that Elias figure takes it. 
All right, let's get into some eBay listings. For Elias, with the guitar and the scarf, last sold eBay listing was September 20th on a, for $29.95 on a Buy It Now. Giant Machine with floating Andre head, cloth outfit, yellow trunks underneath, last sold eBay listing was September 1st for $70 on a Buy It Now. Remind you, these are all on card. Man, 70 bucks, huh? Yeah, that thing's definitely gone up in price. And you know what sucks is these were being clearanced at GameStop all the time, too. I remember that. I almost bought that one when it was on clearance, too, and I passed on it. I wish I wouldn't have. You still haven't purchased it? No, I don't have that one. Oh, I thought you did. I thought you'd be turning around selling it right now. No, <laughs> definitely not. Yeah. John Cena with the orange shirt, dog tags, orange and blue hat. Last sold eBay listing was actually loose complete on September 11th for $17.20 on a buy it now. Kofi Kingston with the American outfit last sold eBay listing was on September 28th. They had it for a buy it now at $59.99. They accepted an offer for $30. Wow, half off. Not bad. I, I know. Xavier Woods, same outfit as Kofi with Francesca. Last sold eBay listing was September 28th. He had it for a buy it now at $40. They accepted $20. I bet you it was the, the same guy that was like, selling these and the same guy buying these oh probably yeah we just got half off on both of them that's not bad and the triple h figure that i believe was in my top 10 i i think it was in our top 10 that year i think it might have been triple h sledgehammer entrance jacket last sold ebay listing was august 6th for 59.99 on a buy it now if you're looking for a triple h with the bald head vest look with the sledgehammer that's an awesome figure to pick up to add to the collection I love that figure. So good. I think it did crack our top 10 that year. You know, one thing I want to point out, you know, because we had New Day in the assortment there, is the Big E that is in the Elite 98 assortment that's upcoming. Uh, when Sam Roberts and Gargano were talking about that figure, they wanted to point out that, and I don't know if this has already been mentioned, but that figure, that Big E, is in the gear that he won the title in. And the heavyweight title that comes with Big E has the custom side plates on it. Is that the first time that's ever happened? Yes, it is. So that belt is like a first time in the line with the custom side plates. Wow, nice. Nice touch to add to the elites, man. Okay, you're going to jack up the prices. But hey, if you're going to give us value for that with custom side plates on the belts, I'm all for it. Wow, that's pretty sick. Very, very cool. Yeah, very nice touch. I think all of us collectors appreciate that one. Definitely. All right, we are going to hit up the listener segment. We haven't had a listener segment in ages, so I think it's time we jump into it. And I just want to hear from my people. Tell me, can I hear from my people? I just want to hear from my people. And I just want to listen. All right, Scott, welcome back to the show. Justin Summers, his title of his uh, email says, Take Three. Oh. So I guess there was two other takes. Okay, got it. Hello, Scott and Jeff. This is once again Justin Summers with my... How long has it been since I've done one of these? I mean, I did one a couple months ago, but I was on the show, so that didn't get played. This is hopefully the beginning of getting back to my bi-weekly question. And I want to know if you guys have seen Clerks 3 yet. I know there were some talks of it, and I, I, I thought you guys were going to go see it, but I, I honestly want to know your thoughts on this particular movie. And if also, if you haven't seen it, it is available digitally right now. I think I'm going to wait until the physical copy comes out. But anyway, I did go to the movie theater and see it. And you know what? I, I enjoyed it. Now, Clerks 2 is one of my favorite movies of all time. It's in my top five. That... The Dark Knight, Scarface, Tommy Boy, and Ghostbusters. In no particular order. But do I think three's better than two? It's 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 hard for me to say. Two is a nice sweet spot in my life. I'd actually prefer two over one, mainly because I I seen Clerks 2 in the theater with some close friends of mine. And after the movie, we went out to eat and like started quoting the movie as much as we could. And I didn't necessarily have that with the first one because I watched it years upon years later. Like, I think I might have watched it. I think I watched it after I watched Jay and Silent Bob Strikes Back somewhere around that time. So I like two more than one. 
without getting into spoilers, just in case you guys haven't seen it yet or any of the listeners haven't seen it yet. One and two are very similar of the kind of movie they are. I feel like three gives you something different. And one of the things that I I genuinely like about it is for this movie, there is a bigger emphasis put on Randall. I feel like with the other two movies, it was definitely a bigger focus on Dante. So giving us that difference made it really enjoyable. And I'm, I'm hoping this is the last View Askew Universe movie. I think bookending it with one and three is like the best way to go. Reboot was okay at best, but I, I don't think they could do any more unless they were going to do Mallrats 2, which I know he wanted to do before, but I, I, I don't know if we need it right now. But we'll we'll see how things go. So what were your thoughts on Clerks 3? If you've seen it, and if you haven't, um, let's go with... Here's a question that was on my original recording from last week that I told you to delete. It was from before Toyhio, but now I've been to Toyhio, and I've picked up some things. I want to know, if you went to a toy show right now, what would be like the number one thing you were looking for? Like if you had to make a list, give me that number one thing that you know if you've seen it, you were buying it instantly. Biggest thing on your hunt list. For me, I went into Toyhio on a budget and I only bought VHS tapes. I bought, uh, oddly enough, I bought Clerks on VHS as well as Karate Kid Part 2. It was the only Karate Kid VHS movie that I was missing. And The Ring on VHS. All right. That will do it for me. It's great to finally have one of these back on the show. And uh, I will take my answer off the air, especially after you have your Jeff spayed and neutered. Later. So to answer your question, Justin, no, I haven't seen Clerks 3 just yet. It is on the agenda. Now, I will be 100% honest. This time of the year gets a little difficult to start sitting down and watching movies because... Being a, such a huge sports buff, I'm watching NBA basketball, I'm watching hockey, I'm watching baseball, I'm watching football. Trying to find time to put on movies gets a little bit tough. So to answer your question, I have not seen Clerks 3 yet. I do know that it is digital and I know I can go on and purchase it. I just haven't done it yet. You said Clerks 2 was in your top five and I will never fault anyone for ever putting that movie in their top five. Reason being is that movie is so good. Scott, you can vouch for how good that movie is. We saw it in the theater also. Opening night. When he was talking about pillow pants and Listerfine and... Oh my gosh. Oh, dude, I freaking died. I, I thought I died. I was like, I'm dead. And then uh, the whole donkey show. It, incredible. Oh, I know. It was so good. So anybody that has Clerks 2 in their top five, I will never fault them for. So I will hopefully have a review, Jeff's movie review, to follow up Justin's movie review hopefully soon hopefully again i'm going to be in denver maybe there'll be some downtime you know you get sitting in a hotel room and you don't know what to do so you might pop on a movie or something like that so hopefully there might be some downtime with that okay now to your second question if we were go to a toy show what do you look for i always look for ljns that is like numero uno to me i'm always looking for pristine or somewhat pristine ljns that's always my number one go-to. I'm also looking for deals on Remco's, looking for deals on Hasbro's. Maybe there's something out there. But numero uno is LJN's. Also, I've got a little hankering to pick up some Bendy's. And I know, Scott, you have some at the house. I do. But if I can pick some up for cheap at a toy show, I'm always game for that. Scott, when you head to a toy show, what are you always looking for? Well, first, I'm, I'm like you. I have not yet seen Clerks 3. Uh, Lucas put it up on his Plex for me. I just haven't had a chance to watch it yet. Uh, he's had it up there for about a week. Hope to watch it this weekend. And then like you, uh, once we've both watched it, then we'll share a review of that. Uh, love Clerks too, but I know Kevin Smith from the very first Clerks. Uh, when it first came out, um, our buddy Randy that lives in Oregon, you've mentioned him a few times on the show, Jeff. He was raving about the movie. He actually went and saw it in the theater. Came back, told uh, John and I about it, Nick, the whole crew. And I must have watched that movie 20 times between when it came out and like 
I would say between that and Mallrats. I think I probably watched that movie a good 20, 25 times before Mallrats even came out. And from that moment forward, just a huge Kevin Smith fan. Yeah. It was funny too, because the first time I ever saw it was when uh, John brought it over one night. I think it was summer of 96. He brought over the clerk's VHS tape and we sat down and watched it and we were dying. I think we PO'd mom and dad because they were trying to sleep. (laughs) Yeah, we had it up loud. (laughs) We were just laughing so hard. But anyways, go ahead. So yeah, I hope to watch Clerks 3 this weekend, get a review in. Um, What am I looking for at toy shows? Mm -hmm. Right now, I'm really focusing on the movie shelf of the Detolf. So got my Robocop. That's covered. Got a Black Adam figure in there. That's covered. Got a Boba Fett in there. We're good. Got a Deadpool, a Wolverine. I am on the hunt for a Jungle Predator. The NECA one. Preferably the Ultimate, which is currently on BBTS for, I think, 42 bucks. So if I can score a loose, complete one at a toy show for around 25 I'm in. And I am also on the hunt for a complete set of Ghostbusters figures. I want the newer ones that came out from Hasbro, preferably, but not the ones from Afterlife. I want the original look Ghostbusters. So that's what I'm on the hunt for. I would go loose complete. They don't need to be MOC because they're just going to go inside the Detolf. But that's kind of what I'm on the hunt for right now are a set of Ghostbusters figures from Hasbro. And I love the Mego ones too. And I'm kind of torn on those. I, I really love the look of those Migos. But I think just to stay in scale with the other stuff that's on that shelf... I would need to go Hasbro. So Hasbro Ghostbusters, the old look, not the new Afterlife figures, and a Jungle Predator from NECA. That's my hunt list. By the way, us talking about RoboCop last week made Nate purchase the NECA RoboCop to put with his sting. <laughs> that picture that he put up on that on that group that we're in on Facebook? Yes. Amazing, dude. That looks so good. He's got the WCW letters on the stage behind them. And then he's yep. got the sting in his orange tights. And then yep. Robocop standing there with it. It looks so good. See, that's what you got to do now. Well, Robocop's on the movie shelf. Sting, wrestling shelf. So I may have to put those two together at some point. Shark cage. Yes. Got to have a shark cage. All right, Justin, we will have a follow-up to your clerk's question, hopefully soon. As I said, we're in a tr- I'm going to try to get to watching that pretty, pretty soon. So we'll see. And it's always good to hear from you, man. All right, Scott, next question comes in from Josh Thompson. Hey, Jeff and Scott, JT here. It's been a while, but I wanted to ask you guys something that I feel should be a tradition on the show every Halloween. If you guys were to play today, how would you book Halloween Havoc using Mattel Elite Legends, Mattel Basic Legends, Jack's Classic Superstars, and Powertown Legends line. The WCW Heavyweight, WCW Tag Team, TV, and Cruiserweight are all on the line. And I'd like you guys to book a Chamber of Horrors match. Okay, so you know one match that I want to do on a WCW Halloween Havoc theme match? Or card, Scott? What's this? Stan Hansen, Powertown, versus Bruiser Brody, Powertown. And just have them beat the living crap out of each other. Oh, Okay, you could do like a chain match, like a dog collar match between them. Yep, have them just go at it. Okay, I like that. So what titles are on the line again? Cruiserweight, tag, he didn't say US. WCW, heavyweight, cruiserweight, TV, tag team. He didn't say US, but I figure a US has to be on there. Okay, so I'm thinking, uh, obviously Hanson and Brody aren't going to be for the cruiserweight title. But that could be a good... U.S. match. Uh, that could be a great U.S. match. Okay, so U.S. match is Brody Powertown versus Hanson. All right, so now we need a... Let's go tag team. Well, I'm thinking right off the top of my head, Legends 1, Road Warriors. Legends 1, Road Warriors, okay. Hmm. I want to say versus Midnight Express, Classic Superstars. I like it. Okay. We need a cruiserweight. Man, I'm thinking right off the bat, that classic Superstars 2-pack of Eddie and Ray. The deluxe. Oh, the deluxe. Yes, very good. All right, so cruiserweight is done. So now we need a TV title match. When I think TV title, I think Arn Anderson. Oh, you're going Arn. I was thinking Tully. Oh. What if we went Arn versus Tully? No, that's sacrilege, dude. You can't do that. All right, so look, let's do Arn. I'm sorry. We'll do Tully from the uh, Mattel Legends. And we'll do Magnum from Powertown. And that's your uh, TV title match. Which is funny because 
Magnum comes with the U.S. title. He doesn't come with the TV title. Ah, we'll just put the U.S. title up for grabs in that Hanson and Brody match. Okay, so we've got three Powertown figures going on over here. I like it. That's half the line right there. Which, by the way, don't sleep on those. October 31st, that's your cutoff. All right, now we need a heavyweight. Gotta put Dusty Rhodes in there, right? So I had it down to three names. Okay. Luger, Dusty, and Rick. We both agree on Dusty, so we'll throw Dusty in there. Okay. Who does Dusty... I mean, do we do Ric Flair? Is that like a generic... Why don't we have all three guys face each other? Oh, that's brilliant. Boom, there's your title match. So Dusty versus Rick versus... Luger. So we'll Luger. do the Luger Legends in the orange trunks. Which Rick? Hmm. Well, I know he's off the board based on the parameters that JT gave us. But because I love the figure so much, I want to throw in the Dusty from the WCW ring. Okay. Which is, in my opinion, the best Dusty of all time. Okay. And then the Rick. Can we go Ultimate Edition? Dude, it's our show. We can do whatever the hell we want. Good point. We break all the rules. Ric Flair Ultimate Edition. Love it. All right. Okay, so we've got that out. Now we need to do the chamber, and this is where it gets sideways. So I know right off the bat, Giant Gonzalez from the Classic Superstars lines going in there. Uh, what? What? Giant Gonzalez? Absolutely. This is the Chamber of Horrors match. You, you throw all the freaks and geeks in there. <laughs> okay, so who is the uh, face geek? Well, no, you have a, it's like a five on five. Oh, that's right. It is. Okay, you're right. I, I apologize. I, for some reason, I kept thinking Jake versus... Um... Oh, you're thinking spin the wheel, make the deal. <laughs> okay, okay. So I'm sorry. I got my matches mixed up. Okay, so Chamber of Horrors match. Okay, so you're saying Giants Gonzalez. Is he on the face side or the heel side? Uh, Heel side. Heel side. Okay, so we need... Um, do we go Cactus Jack? Yes. Cactus is a good pick for the heel side. Let's throw in a weird tag team to... Natural Disasters. Beautiful. And then since we haven't included him in this yet, how about the Elite Legends uh, Rick Rude? I thought you said Freaks and Geeks. Yeah, but I'm gonna I'm about to throw Sting on the other side. Oh, okay. I see what you're doing. Yeah, so there have to be some skills involved here. <laughs> so you may saw Sting and Rude really highlight this thing. <laughs> okay, so Sting on the uh, good guy side. Yes. All right. Who else do we throw over? We need a good tag team. You know what Sting I'm going to use is the one that Nate put in the picture with Robocop. The orange tights Sting, the basic. Okay. And the root will be the yellow tights one from the Legends line. Okay. So we need Sting. Who's a good tag team? A good face tag team we can throw in. Man, I'd love to say the Steiners, but nobody's done Scott in forever. Correct. Well, you know what? We're going to put Rick Steiner from the Classic Superstars line in there with him. Okay. Okay, so we do need a tag team. So think WCW tag team beginning 80s? Sorry, beginning 90s? Yeah, that's kind of what I'm thinking, is a 90s WCW tag team. I'm thinking Harlem Heat Elites. Yeah, but they would go on the bad guy side, wouldn't they? Not necessarily. Well, yeah, I guess they were always bad guys, weren't they? Because Booker T went face, but Stevie Ray, Stevie Ray was always a heel. Who was Dustin Rhodes tag team champs with? Uh, Ricky Steamboat. What if we did Sting, Rick Steiner, Ricky Steamboat, and Dustin Rhodes? What Dustin Rhodes? You thinking Gold Dust? <sighs> That's the bad thing. That's the bad thing. We don't have, outside of the Galoob, we don't have that retro style look Dustin Rhodes. What in the hell, wrestling figure companies? I know. You think Jeremy Padaro would be all over it. Ooh, what about the Hollywood Blondes if they turned face? Or do we move the natural disasters over to Sting's team and put the Hollywood Blondes in the heel side? Yeah, let's make a trade. All right. Okay, so we're going to move natural disasters over to the good guy side. Yes. We're going to have a trade, and then the Hollywood Blondes are going in on the... On the heel side. Okay. That's a pretty solid heel side, if you ask me. Dude, seriously. I mean, throw out Giant Gonzalez. <laughs> yeah, but he's in there for the wow factor. Okay, so we need one more for the good guy side. Hmm. I like how JT's keeping up with the tradition of this. I love it, because I think he... Yeah, he had his book one of these last year, too. Ah, uh, you know what? I think Rick Rude just lost a spot in the chamber to Zeus. Oh, okay. Rick Rude is out. He's right out. He's right out. Because we have to crazy that side up a little bit. Rick Rude just brings way too much talent to that team. And Sting doesn't for the good guy side? Well, I, I feel maybe with Cactus, that balances it out a little bit. And Steve Austin and Pillman are in there too. Okay. So who's over on the good... Do we throw in Hogan? Ah, oh, man. I don't know. I'm thinking of face Zodiac maybe. Face Zodiac. <laughs> 
See, we were trying to take this whole thing serious, Scott. Oh, I know. The Ron Simmons Hall of Champions. Oh, great call. And there's your your five on five. So the heel side, we have Giant Gonzalez, Cactus Jack, the Hollywood Blondes, and Zeus, versus (laughs) Ron Simmons, Rick Steiner, the Natural Disasters, and Sting. Please explain how that got put together. You know, crazy things happen on this show. I'm going to blame Shitty Flute. I accidentally put Shitty Flute away. I didn't even mean, didn't think he was going to be called out this rest of the show. I'm going to say that Sting's team wins, so go ahead and hit us with some uh, Sting theme music, WCW style on Shitty Flute. Oh, wait, that's Ultimate Warrior theme. Hold on, what was I thinking? I'm like, that sounds like nothing like Man, <laughs> man Called Sting. Oh. <laughs> well done, dude. Well done. I said, play Sting's music and you hit Ultimate Warriors. You're quite the engineer. I'm going to play Ricky Steamboat's uh, where he was going to cheat on his wife, but or he could cheat on his wife, but he's like, Screw that. But he's a good man, so he won't cheat on his wife. Yeah, exactly. He's a good, uh, wholesome man. So I'll have that down next week. Work on American Males, too. I want that in two weeks. Okay, I can't even do that one right now. It was (laughs) almost there, though. You're on the right track. (laughs) Are you sure about that? No, stop it. (laughs) Okay, sorry. All right, JT, thank you. We got our... Okay, so wait. Let's just go over real quick. U.S. was Brody and Hanson Power Towns. Yep. Tag Team Legends Road Warriors Series 1 versus Midnight Express Legends Classic Superstars. Cruiserweight was the Deluxe Classics Eddie versus Ray. TV title Tolly Mattel versus Magnum Power Town. Yep. Heavyweight Dusty versus Rick Ultimate versus Lex Luger Orange Trunk Legends WCW Dusty with the ring. And then we had Giant Gonzalez, Classic Superstars, Cactus. Which Cactus was it? Mm. Hollywood Blondes, Classic Superstars, and Zeus uh, Ultimate. Yes. Zeus Ultimate. I don't know which Cactus, Jack. There have been (laughs) so many. Sting versus Sting. Which Sting was it? Uh, It was the Orange Tights, the basic. Okay, Orange Tights versus Rick Steiner, Classic Superstars versus Natural Disasters, um, did you want to go classics on those? Even though they classic were... superstars, yeah. Okay, even though they were obese, which makes them really fit into the chamber of horrors. Like since we couldn't have Abdullah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Versus and Ron Simmons Hall of Champions. Okay, that's actually kind of fun. We haven't done that in a while. Yeah, Sting's team wins because reasons. Because Ron Simmons, damn it. I want to thank JT and Justin for their questions this week. All right. We got to round out the show. We want everybody to check out WrestlingToyTracker.com. Of course, over there, you can check out the card and loose prices of LJN's Gloobs, Hasbro's, Just Toys, Bendoms, Defining Moments, and Retros. If you're in the hunt for any of those, make sure you're getting the fair card and loose prices. Check them out over at WrestlingToyTracker.com. All right. Let's head on over to our podcasting buddies. We got Breaker and Bane, of course, starting it off. They do movie talk, toy talk, wrestling talk, all the talk over at Breaker and Bane's Power Hour, as well as check out Breaker's side projects. You know it's fake, right? And the TB Toycast with Travis Fowler. Check all those out on iTunes. You can check all these shows out on iTunes, actually. Check out the Positively Pro Wrestling podcast with Steve and Eric, where they do a fun retro show almost every week, sometimes bi-weekly, but check them out. Just sign up for them over there. Subscribe to them. Check out the Chick Foley Show as well and all their podcasting buddies going on over at the Chick Foley Show with Seth, Sheena, and Marco. You got the Wrestling Cheers. We heard from Justin earlier. It was good to hear from you. We got He's doing a show about Northeast Ohio wrestling, but he does switch it up sometimes, so check out Wrestling Cheers. You got RJ over at Ringside Rant. You got Marty and Rucker doing boot to the face. Tim's pulling up a chair with the fig life. You have Soda and Ethan talking about those playoffs going on at In the Marbles pod, where they actually, uh, Soda actually just went to Talladega. Oh, nice. Yeah, he got to hang out on that uh, racetrack, got to go down on there. So that was pretty cool. Was Ricky Bobby there? Ricky Bobby was not there. Neither was Bobby Ricky. Damn it. Yep and scott what you got for drunk wrestling history give us a follow on twitter at wrestling underscore drunk we did not have a uh, show drop this past friday because well 
We were partying it up in New Orleans. But we will have a show for you this coming Friday. So check us out wherever you check out your other podcasts at. Because we're Drunk Wrestling History, we're not always accurate, but we're always drunk. All right, so no show this week. No, we were, uh, you could say, blackout drunk. Did you guys hit that time warp? Oh, dude, yeah. You know when it was really bad was uh, Sunday night. So I had texted you when I saw the results of the Bills game that they had beat the Chiefs. Right. And that's when the time warp kicked in because we went kind of bar hopping. It wasn't really a crawl. We were just hitting a bunch of different bars on Bourbon Street. And that's when the time warp happened. So we were looking at our watches and it was going really slow. And it was like, I don't know, 730 or something. I'm like, man, it feels like it should be way later. And then the next time that somebody gave me a time update, it was like midnight. (laughs) <laughs> so you did hit the time warp. Oh, for sure. Yeah, there was some crazy time travel stuff happening. And like, I remember the evening in bits and pieces. It was a lot of fun. Nice, man. You, it, sounds like you had a, it sounds like you had a great time over there. Awesome time. I cannot wait to go back. Also, check out Marty and Sarah Love Wrestling. Scott, roll call. Yep. Going to throw it out to Jason Wolf, the art of Jason Wolf. If you need artwork, Jason is your guy. Give him a follow on his social media platforms at the art of Jason Wolf. Custom artwork custom chop shop where he does custom Hasbro figures. Again, if you need artwork, Jason is your guy. Reach out to him. Jason Wolf, one hell of an artist. You're really throwing me off with the music. I'm going to have to get used to this. I feel like Mitch Hedberg when he do like when he had the jazz riff in the background when he was doing a stand up. I'm sure that took a lot of practice to get used to. But now on to your favorite, Jeff. Outsidersbeerco.com. Yeah, this is definitely going to take some getting used to. All those great products for your beard to help it look and smell its best. Balms, waxes, oils, butters. Not butters that was selling NFTs on the South Park show, mind you. (laughs) But all those products to help your beard look and smell its best. Because, Jeff, you don't want your beard hairs to smell like your butt hairs. Outsidersbeardco.com and that rounds out Roll Call. How many Mexican pizzas have you had since they came back? Mm, good question. The last one I had was the night before we left for NOLA. So okay, it's been how- a week without a Mexican pizza, but I've been averaging two or three a week. All right, my man. Yeah. I, yeah I'm, <laughs> none of this animal goes to waste. I should take Rick order to Denver and hopefully they send me home early. They're just like, <laughs> get out of the office. You're playing it on the plane. They make you get off immediately. Like, Sorry, guys, I can't make the trip. They kicked me off. Yeah, sorry, they they chucked me over Vegas, sorry. Yep. Um. So, speaking of Taco Bell, Jeff. Yes. Did you see that they're testing out a new Dippy Taco? Dippy Taco, what is that? So, they're going for Berea without actually having Berea. So, they make a, a taco. I think it's a soft taco. No, I'm sorry, it's a crunchy taco. They put cheese on the outside of it, and then they, they fill it with either ground beef or shredded beef, which is new. They put cheese on top of it, and then on the shell they put cheese, and then they bake it so the cheese kind of adheres to the shell, and then they give you a sauce to dip that taco in. It looks incredible. I watched some dude eat it the other night, and he said it's like it's like birria, but it's not like the same because birria is more of like a beef consomme that you dip the taco into. This right. is almost like their enchilada sauce, so it's a little bit different. But I'm super excited because right now it's only in test markets. And none of them are remotely close to us. Like Damn one's it. in Nashville and the other one is like Florida or something crazy. Why does Nashville and Florida get all the good stuff? Well, I can't bitch too much because Orange County or Anaheim, whatever, got the uh, the Cheez-It thing. The Cheez-It gimmick that has yet to make the menu. Ah, I got it. So I did get to do that test market item, but these <laughs> dippy tacos look incredible. Something more to make me fat. I can't wait. <laughs> Damn you, Taco Bell. You know what you're doing. <laughs> now, look, you do a value meal or a combo meal with a Mexican pizza and about 16 of those dippy tacos. We're talking. <laughs> All right, Scott, for episode 352, anything else? Stay safe, stay healthy, fig life since 2016, and happy toy hunting. And I want to thank everybody for listening to episode 352, hashtag fig life. Adios. <laughs>
fully posable. Let's go. Jeff and Scott, the Toon Brothers, busting out the ring. But we don't take it out the box, MOC. Happy toy hunting, we'll see you next week. We're the OGs of WFP. Fully posable, thank you all for listening. It ain't no storyline, real life siblings. So everybody go and do your toy spotting. Hashtag Fig Life, adios from the Kings.